1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's the most
0: resilient parasite? Prime time
1: with Isaac and Sue Can build cities. Can
0: transform
2: the world. And write all the rules that's what i'll be doing every single night which is why no, no 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 i have to steal
0: it
3: what are you talking about willis
0: this is prime time with isaac and soup
3: it'll it's gonna work it's passable okay this is, this isn't terrible
2: the best in local regional and national sports with no hidden agenda prime time with isaac and soup on 1080 the fan hey what it do what is up it is one half of your sports bros. uh hi.
3: Yeah, there's Buck. I guess we could... Should we... Should we... Look, this is a conversation we need to have. Should we take it to thirds? You know, what do you we, mean? Well, the sports bros. I always say one half of the sports... Like, there are two sports bros.
2: I mean, you guys are the sports bros yeah. with, like, a sidekick sports bro, kind of. But see, of.
3: I, never, I never put Lynch in the sports bro category because he just isn't a sports bro.
2: Is he not? He's no. kind of a sports bro. Well, he's a,
3: he likes his sports, but he's not a bro. Like, he's oh, well, I don't know.
2: You're broy. Bros and cargos. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> I'd like to include you as a bro. Is okay. what I'm saying. I, well, I, I appreciate uh, I'm, I'm
3: you extending, extending the invite. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah into I, that. Just, I feel like Buckley is a bro, and we loved Lynch. I mean, Lynch was great with us, and we had, uh, we, 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 we love Mike Lynch. We're sorry that he died, but. Uh, he just, he, uh, he's he's less broy, more, like, I felt like he was kind of like my kid. Okay. You know? Because I'm that old now. Well, and, yeah. Hmm. And you, you just feel like you're one of the guys. So okay. uh, So now, so all that to say, Sook is out sick today. He is. Um, So it is not one half of your sports bros. It is 66.67% mm-hmm. of your sports bros. That's correct. If I may. If yeah. If I may. So Ryan Buckley over there in my name. Is Isaac. We are courageous here, you know. Soup texted us early, and uh, he said, "Look, I can't, I can't go. I took a cortisone shot. I uh, have some Nyquil, but I can't make it." Actually, he said he was feeling better, but he doesn't have a voice. Can't
2: talk. Going to be an issue on radio.
3: Yeah. So he's out, and uh, we um, we press on the Thanksgiving Eve drinksmas, as they as they like to call it. Yeah,
2: we soldier forth. We do. drinks. Miss, I've not heard it called that. Well, you know, this is like one of the biggest drinking... I, I know that it's supposed to be like the biggest drinking day of the year, potentially. Yes. Uh, I don't think potentially. I think it is. Is it? Yeah. I think it is because. Uh, I specifically remember well, it being that way in hometowns for like college kids who would come home. Correct. But like I didn't know if like across all age groups uh, if it was still that way.
3: I think it is because you've got a lot of people who are kicking off a little bit of a vacation here yep. tonight. Long weekend. Most everybody is in place getting ready to sit on their ass for tomorrow. Yep. Right? Um, and then you're like, well, there's nothing to do, and we don't have anything to do tomorrow except eat. So let's either go out or let's pop another bottle of bubbly, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I do think more, uh, yeah, I I don't know what the actual stats say mm-hmm. in terms of... Uh, Drink consumption in the United States. New Year's Eve, obviously, Fourth of July. But I, I, from what I understand, this is uh, this is one of our biggest. Yeah. Because of what you said, you, people go home and then they're just like, Oh, eh, I'm going to go out. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't start this till tomorrow. <laughs> I can't be around you people for this long. I'm going out. Uh, so here we are. We'll probably start pounding drinks in about three minutes here on the show. Hmm. we? Have, do we have a stocked fridge? Could be a good show tonight. You know, Buck, uh, I failed you. How's that? Because as I was leaving my house to come in today, I thought about grabbing, just swiping the bottle of Maker's Mark off the shelf and bringing it in here. Just because? Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, the office is closed. It is. No one's here.
2: Everyone went home at 2. It's
3: uh, the holiday. There are there are a lot of people out driving around. Yeah. Um, people getting places. But, you know, and Souk's out. So I thought, well, let's loosen this thing up a little bit. Do you like whiskey?
2: <laughs> I do. You're a whiskey guy. Kid? That would be my uh my number one uh in the liquor liquor cabinet.
3: What is the whiskey of choice?
2: Uh, I do like makers quite a bit. I'm I'm usually kind of in that uh, on that level uh, or, or tier if you will. So like makers buffalo trace, uh Mixen larceny. Uh, but yeah, Ooh. some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if I had my druthers, like High West, really like High West. There's, yeah. I know they do a bunch of different varieties, but not not a super smoky one. But that's probably my number one.
3: Yeah, always. You know, I've tried a lot of whiskeys, and uh, I always go back to Makers. as like just you know, because you got to have a, just a drinkable,
2: right? You know, just
3: less expensive one, and that's my go-to.
2: Yeah, John Buckley is a uh, is a Knob Creek guy. He likes yeah. the smokiness of Knob Creek, but oh, I, do uh, too. I, I I probably prefer more either uh, Makers or Buffalo Trace. Mm.
3: Well, I failed. I did not bring that in. Well, that's okay. So we'll drink water together tonight. We will. On the show. I even have a little caffeine over here. What are you drinking? A Diet Coke. Uh-huh. Now, what will happen at the Buck household for Thanksgiving tomorrow?
2: Uh, tomorrow, we will go to my mom and stepdad's in Newburgh.
3: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. So it'll be the three of us, my wife and the kid, and then um, our my wife's parents are also going to go. So it'll be six adults and uh, a little kiddo.
3: Ooh, both sets of in-laws in laws yep. in the
2: same at
3: the same Thanksgiving dinner.
2: Yeah, it'll be perfect because there'll be four grandparents that all want to take care of the little kid. Ooh, that's nice. And my wife and I will just enjoy the the food and wine.
3: Right. Will there be fighting? Do
2: no. they hate each other? Oh no. No, no, not at all. Just the opposite.
3: They secretly hate each other?
2: No. No, I don't I don't think they do at all. Because you know a lot of people do that. Do they? I think they do. See I, think... I feel like is it I, I feel like the stigma's more that like uh one of the people in the couple has an issue with one of their with their yeah, in laws, but that. less the in laws with each other. I feel like, yeah, maybe so. That? You
3: might be right about that because as you get older, you just kind of you just you don't you don't care. You're not starting yeah. battles. You know, it's like another old person. Great, yeah. Somebody I can relate to.
2: But yeah, that's our plan tomorrow. Mom's cooking the turkey. We, my wife and I, are baking a couple things tonight to, to bring over. Fantastic.
3: Yeah. Thanksgiving. What a great holiday. Now here's the real question. This is the big question of Thanksgiving. Now, I heard Dusty uh, and um, Rusty, Dusty and Rusty, Mm -hmm. were were ranking the sides as I was driving in. Ooh. Which is very important ranking. Yeah, it is. And look, um, if I may, this idea, Danny apparently, Danny uh, of, of Danny and Dusty fame, who is not on the show today, I don't think. Danny out with the COVID. He's got COVID. Yes. He hates stuffing.
2: Yeah. And because of
3: that, I hate him.
2: Ooh. That's yeah. a bad take. That it's a, I, I would agree with you. That is a horrible take.
3: It's a horrible take. Look, uh, first of all, it's all a matter of opinion, I guess. Sure. And taste. But I don't... My thing about stuffing is... First of all, stuffing is by far the best side. And it's not even Number close. one
2: with a bullet. It's not close. It's
3: not close. And if you disagree with that, you should probably keep that to yourself because it's kind of like if you... It's like you think the election was rigged or something. And then you say
2: that, and it, it and it exposes you. I mean, it's, it's like saying puppies aren't cute or something. I mean, right. it's like universally understood and liked, that, yes. or not just liked, but loved. I mean, yes. I puppies feel like, are cute. Yeah. Okay, you, you could be the guy that doesn't think so, but, like, everyone else kind of agrees that it's this way.
3: And the other thing about stuffing is, can't you
2: make it so many different ways that you... How do you not... Like, that means you, you dislike... Basically, all the ingredients. So that was where I was going to go with this next: is that if you think stuffing is bad, then you just haven't had the right stuffing exactly. yet. Because there, I mean, for one, there's the whole in the bird outside of the bird. I know many people who hate the stuffing from inside the bird; it grosses them out. Fine, there are ten thousand great dressing recipes for right outside that include the bread and the celery and you know all the good stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah. So that's a really bad. It's just bad. Yes, I think it. So they were ranking the sides, and I don't know what they ended up coming up with, but I did want to give a shout-out to Deviled Eggs. Uh, I love Deviled Eggs. My wife makes great Deviled Eggs. That is, and it's not necessarily a side. It's more of more like an app. That. Yeah. But um, they were talking about that. I think the biggest question about Thanksgiving is, what time do you eat? Ooh. What is the perfect sit-down
2: to dinner time? Uh, my My personal ideal would be mid to late afternoon. Not not a dinner time. I think like I four. I, I would say between two thirty and four is the sweet spot. Okay. I mean, you could even you could even go like to up to four thirty, but once you get into five, you, I mean, for one. People have been eating and drinking for a lot of the day already. And like you get to five and that's been going on for five hours already. It's just that's right. that's a that's, that's a grueling meal to get through. It's a big day. Yeah. And plus the wind down now with the Sunday night football and you got to leave some time. Like, even if you're not a big dessert person, the dessert on Thanksgiving is a social thing. So like you've got to leave time for that. And if you're eating too late, everyone's just wiped by the end of it. Do you think you also have to save time for leftovers for the evening? Uh, it depends. I don't. Not necessarily. I, feel I think like th- you do. Because I, I think he, there are people that eat late enough. They're like, I'm just going to do the dessert tonight, and I'll do. I'll hit my leftovers tomorrow. But like, we always leave time for seconds, and then dessert. Less leftovers after the dessert. So I would go a little earlier than you. Okay.
3: I, I would say,
2: and the, I'm okay with earlier. I just don't want any later than. that. Well, look, uh, every house is
3: different. Uh, I would never. Uh, you, 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 look, if I go to your house, I'm eating whenever you guys want to eat. Of course. that's that. Yeah. If I go to Grandma's house, I'm eating when Grandma wants. I get that. Home team's rules. If I had to choose, I think 1.30 to 2 p.m. might be the perfect Thanksgiving meal sit-down time. So sit-down time, not gathering time? Sit-down time. Okay. Let's eat by 2. Okay. Let's get to stuff in our faces by 2. Okay. I love that. And some people may even eat earlier than that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it.
2: Yeah, I think that, that cocktail hour, like if especially if you have multiple parties arriving, you need to leave like an hour buffer there. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean like we're we're showing up between two and two thirty tomorrow and we'll probably eat around three thirty. Three or three thirty.
3: Yeah, I have no problem. If you're if you're one if you're one o'clock to four That's yeah, that's, no that's the sweet spot for I sure. I got no problem. Before that, I'm interested.
2: I'm subscribing to your newsletter. Please I don't, go on. I don't really want to go before noon, though. Tell me more.
3: Yeah, before noon, that's a little... That's, never a, that's that.
2: a hard cutoff for have me. Have you had that? No, but I just wouldn't want to. I don't know how many people eat before noon. I wouldn't think many, especially because the turkey usually has to be in there all day.
3: But again, I, I'm listening to that. I'm like, oh, okay, we're eating... You know, if, let's say I come over, I have a Bloody Mary, and then they're like, hey, let's sit down. It's 11 o'clock. But if, if that I'm
2: traditionally in? late afternoon, early evening meal becomes a brunch, I think I'm not liking that very much. Yeah. Yeah.
3: See, I, I'm okay with it. All right. I've become, as an older guy, everything earlier is great. Like, I totally get why the olds eat at four at Red Lobster. Yeah. It makes... Like, today, Kansas, my basketball team was on, and they were playing at 9 a.m. What a freaking delight.
2: <laughs> 9
3: a.m. college basketball <laughs> well, is great. Only for
2: you, who wasn't working at that, at that hour. Well,
3: that's true. But I, I just... Uh, and you know those college football games that they play overseas, or the NFL games that they play overseas... You wake up and they're on at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I am so down with with all of that, and so I could probably be talked into early, before noon Thanksgiving meal. But I think one to four is good. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're eating after that, like you said, you really got to be smart about your pace. Yeah, throughout the day, or that could get ugly. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we have no Thanksgiving plans, my wife and I. Uh, the kid is spending. He's he's in college.
2: Wait, is it important that we address anything beyond stuffing, or is it just that stuffing is king and that is all? Because you, you brought no, up the rankings.
3: I, no, I, I just think stuffing
2: is king and oh, that is okay. all. Okay, and, and I'm fine with that. And,
3: you know, again, all in the eye of the beholder, but I just don't... I, I was really disappointed to see that Danny Morang, whom I love, and I love his addition to our a lineup here on the fan, uh, he tweeted that um, stuffing was uh, mid-
2: that's yeah. what the kids say. They yeah, I guess. I, I, that is uh, I one that like, I haven't worked into my vocab yet.
3: Yeah. Well, you probably shouldn't. Okay. You're old. You're too old. Okay. But Nemec nailed it. Let me see if I can... I'll, I'll, next I, break. I think I know what you're did talking about. Did you see about. what he said? I, I did. I, I tell you what, Nemec was, was flat out <laughs> pissed about the stuffing take by Meringue. Meringue probably thought that was just some
2: mundane food tweet. It was not. See, I don't know. I think I think deep down Danny knows he was firing off a hot take. I think he okay. knows that, that stuffing is beloved. Okay. Well, Probably because he saw a lot of people talk about how great it was. He's like, <laughs> you people are crazy.
3: Well, he triggered a lot of people. He sure and did. I tell you what, I thought Andrew Nemec, of recruiting with Andrew Nemec here on The Fan, I thought he summed it up best with his reply. So I'll, I'll pull that up. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 other than that, sides, look, Thanksgiving meal, turkey. Mike and I talk about this all the time. Rest in peace, Mike Lynch. Uh Turkey's overrated, but the idea of any Thanksgiving, you could line up 10 homes and they all have 10 very different takes on a Thanksgiving meal, with different sides and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all delicious when you put it all together on a plate. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh why do do we need to, you know, argue over sides? But I would say we we do draw the line at any sort of slander towards uh, stuffing. Well, and
2: the other thing, too, is it's like there's the only, even if you didn't like it that much, there's only literally one day a year that you have to tolerate it. It's it served no other time. I would be an advocate for having it around Christmas, even in That's January true. with, you know, other hearty meals or whatever, but it's one day a year. And it's
3: love. Be That's loved. right. Now, do you put, uh, do you go hot sauce on your stuffing?
2: Um, I don't. I mean, I, I guess I probably have with leftovers, but not really as part of the meal. Um, probably more heavy on the pepper. Like yeah. ground pepper. Mm. Um, we
3: are going. So now this could be either taken as, um, you know, a lot of people that I've been telling this because you know that's small talk. It's like, hey, what are you doing for uh, what are you doing for uh, Thanksgiving? And then you, I say what I'm doing, and they're like, oh my god, that's great! Oh my god, it's so jealous. Or you also get the the flip side. This is very polarizing. The flip side is people will be like, oh, oh, are you being pitied? a little bit like you don't have any family like what do you what like are you this big there, of a people loser people are sad for you maybe so uh we're going to the casino we're going I, to Ailene
2: casino i knew that was in play and i i don't Let's hate go.
3: it my it's just my wife and i uh the dog will keep us honest so we have to the dog will stay home and so we'll 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 get out of there at a reasonable there you go. time cuz we got to let the dog out and uh yeah no no thanks i don't even know what we're going to eat where we're going to eat we might have a steak at michael jordan's
2: and you, you can, the world, know. the world is your Thanksgiving oyster. That's right.
3: And, yeah, and I don't need a Thanksgiving meal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need. Yeah, food.
2: I mean, that's where I would say, like, you you can look for a great individual plate of food that night that, because it's not for a group, it you can have whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah.
3: We might go to McDonald's.
2: You might. That would feel a little anticlimactic to me.
3: <laughs> that's probably not what we should do. Get drunk, go through the Taco Bell drive through on the way. Hey! Here. Crunchwrap Supreme! <laughs> Well, we press on. Oh, by the way, I just saw a text uh, come over my uh, phone. Now, um, let me tell you what we're doing today. Well, we were going to do rop in the bank at five thirty. Very popular segment uh, where we make our picks against the spread. Um, we decided before the show, since Suk is out, that we would only do rop in the bank for tomorrow. Like to, we'll do it on the show today, but for tomorrow's games, and then we'll do bonus rop in the bank on Friday. However, I just saw a text from Suk He has he has thrown us his picks for the week, oh. so we could do a full on in the bank today at five thirty. I feel like that's maybe what we should do, and we can revisit it on Friday. But um, a lot of people are asking, you know, because a lot of people like to tail Big Suk. You know, Big Suk knows his stuff. Well,
2: Big suk has been rolling a little bit this year. Let me look at my. He is plus. He had been. I know that the last couple weeks have been a little bit more even keel. Yeah, he was three and three last week, but he's still up fifteen units. That's plenty good for the year. For people yeah. to tail, yeah, and enough of a reason to tail.
3: Well, in a unit, people always ask, "What's a unit?" We're doing it by units this year. A unit can be anything you want. It's your denomination. Well, it's based on your budget. Yeah, it's based on your budget. Yeah, so one unit for a lot of people may be twenty bucks. It may be a hundred bucks. Could be a thousand bucks.
2: I have a question for you later about uh, one unit plays in the World Cup and whether you might be interested in that.
3: <laughs> okay, I can't wait. I do have some World Cup talk, just a little bit on today's show in the notes here. But we'll do wrap in the bank at five thirty. Now that Suk's picks are in, um, we'll have those. and uh, we'll we'll since we're not here tomorrow, we'll do that then. Um let's get started with our poll question. It pertains to college football. We have our NFL Hump day roundup at four. We had another couple of quarterbacks benched in the NFL. We'll get to that. Uh, but we'll start with college, and we'll do that next. It is three nineteen on the fan,
0: ok, Picture this. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: All right. Big suit. He's out sick, conveniently the day before Thanksgiving. It's me, Rob, and uh, our friend, our new producer, permanent producer, Ryan Buckley over there. And no, Mike Lynch did not Yes, hello. I I don't a- buddy of mine texted me, did Mike Lynch die?
2: Yeah, every now and then when you guys mention that, obviously I know that, and I would imagine that <laughs> 99% of your listeners do, but for the occasional I'm passing through town and like, whoa, yeah. did Mike Lynch really die? No, he didn't.
3: Not dead. As a matter of fact, you can hear his voice still. Alive,
2: well, thriving. Blazers uh, pre-halftime post
3: on the radio, wherever that wherever they play. I don't know where they play. I wouldn't tell you that. Uh, I looked up, um, so Meringue, here's Meringue's tweet about stuffing. Danny Morang of Midday Fame. He says, quick note ahead of Thanksgiving. It doesn't matter who makes it, stuffing is overrated. And you've just convinced yourself you like it to make someone else in your life happy. It's very mid. Just stupidity.
2: Well, and then it's the it's not only yeah. do you do you not really like it, you're you're trying to gaslight somebody else. Right.
3: What? That's the part that it's like okay, <laughs> no, what, fella. yeah. Don't tell me what I'm doing with stuffing. I love it. <laughs> That's right. We all really like stuffing. It, it can be just that simple. Andrew Nemec's reply was fantastic. Best reply of he got 116 replies on that tweet. By the way, stuffing. Don't mess with stuffing. And Nemec said, "I still can't tell if you're exactly Twitter's intended user or the problem with the social platform itself. Good takes mixed with aggressively bad takes, begging to be unfollowed. No one knows which way is up or down." Hallelujah, Mr. Nimick. Well said. Here's our poll question today. 1080 The Fan on, conveniently, Twitter. AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com today. The question is, if Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud are Heisman finalists, which quarterback should most definitely join them? You have four options. Max Duggan, Bo Nix. Uh, Duggan of TCU, by the way. If you haven't seen him play, it's pretty good. Uh, Bo Nix of Oregon, Jaden Daniels LSU, or Stetson Bennett of Georgia. Vote. The only thing we ask: vote hard. I would vote for Bo Nix, and I got to. And I'm not just trying to be a you know a honk there. Um, Stetson, look, Georgia's undefeated. See, you got two guys who are undefeated, and then you got the other two guys who probably have played better, but have but they're on teams that have a loss or two losses, LSU in this case has lost twice. Um, I feel like Bo Nix has played better than Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan, even though Stetson Bennett hammered Bo Nix.
2: Yeah, and I see those... I think I see Duggan and, and, and Bennett a lot differently in that when I watch Georgia... I rarely think Bennett's the best player on the field. Like right. and it's it's not that he's not a good leader and a good quarterback and he's got them in a position to be the national championship winner, but it's not best team captain, you know? And whereas Duggan, I've seen him have phenomenal games and be the reason that they're winning games, probably more than Bennett, so I might lean more, more that way. But with by that metric, Bo is ahead of both of them for what he means to his team and what he's what he's done. And then, of course, you have the, you know, I don't even know if he's with them anymore, but the whole Rinaldi factor, reclamation project, leaves Auburn, starts anew, and, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's new Bo. It's well, a fun narrative.
3: Dude, that, it is crazy to think about this. And that was, what, two months ago? When Knicks really didn't play well against Georgia. Yeah. They got beat by 46 points, and everybody's like, what are we doing here with this kid? You know, it's bad Bo Knicks, and then all the Auburn fans are kind of laughing. And if I would have told you at that time, we're going to have a poll question in two months to talk about who joined C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams, which at that time would not have been shocking, on the Heisman podium, Uh, none of those names would surprise you. Uh, Duggan, you'd be like, wait, what? TCU's Mm -hmm. having a good year? But Bo Nix? You you would have thought that was a joke. Right. And here we are. So that, I just think it's amazing that he's even in the conversation. I do also think that it, it... some of it comes down to this weekend. Um, I know Georgia only plays Georgia Tech. Whatever. I think Stetson Bennett has, you know, he, he, like you said, he he kind of is what he is. Uh, Jayden, he's a good player. He's
2: a really good quarterback. He
3: is, and their and their offense is way better than I think some people give him credit for, just because their defense. But usually. they have some
2: athletic freaks there that are making ridiculous plays a lot of the time. And hundred
3: uh, percent. Daniels has, um, yeah, they play Texas A&M, so not a huge game. Uh, he's been he's been good.
2: And he was really good against uh, Alabama in that in that win.
3: Yep. And Duggan. Um, what do they play? Iowa State. So the biggest game is Nick's. You know, Nick's has another good game if like he can if he can. Uh, well, maybe even if he can't run. Let's say Oregon still wins like they beat just like they beat Utah, they beat Oregon State and Nix is still hobbled to the point where he's only throwing and can't run. Isn't that even more impressive? To some degree, a hobbled
2: impressive performance adds to the legend. Yeah. yeah. It's
3: like, wow, like last week was that was a hell of a win and you can pick apart you know, you the Ty Thompson player. or they should have done this or should have done that. They tried to blow it or whatever. Dude, that was a hell of a win. It was win. Just a gutsy win. It was gutsy for him to play and it was a gutsy W that I think that last year's team loses. So I really feel like if Oregon wins these two games, well, they've already won the Utah game, if they win the Oregon State game and get to the Pac-12 title, considering how they lost to Washington and considering the Bo Nix injury and considering the injuries on the offensive line and considering the defense is just not that great this year, wow, that that is amazing. And they still have to beat Oregon State. I'm worried sick about them losing to Oregon State. I think if you're a Beaver fan, you're kind of sitting over there like, kind of licking your chops right now. This is... I don't know if Oregon's going to get out of there with the win, but if Nix to to the poll question, if Nix, even if he's banged up and he doesn't run just like he did last week, that's maybe even more impressive. But if he if he can at least add that run element, I think they have a much better chance. And then if he has a big game, maybe that's the biggest of those four to to catapult him into the into being a Heisman finalist. So vote on Twitter at ten eighty the fan. Vote hard. Uh, coming up next, uh, let's take a look at what I think is. I don't know, is there a better week or weekend in the football year than this week? I just, I love it. Because it's spread out over several days. And, I don't know, there's something about the bowl season. While some bowl games are are excellent matchups, others are not. It's just so late, we just sort of, I don't know, it kind of becomes an afterthought. Because, you know, and then you've got Christmas and we've been waiting forever. I don't know, I feel like college football loses some momentum in December. Oh, it definitely does. But right now, I mean, I, yes, it's peak. And because it's all, you know, the college football playoff ranking debates and, you know, can this team make the playoffs still and great matchups and the rivalry matchups. And then you factor in some pretty good Thanksgiving NFL and some Sunday NFL. This might be the best week in football, uh, excluding, you know, maybe NFL playoffs. So let's break it down. Talk about a few of the games and we'll do that next. But first, Buck with Center Yeah, I don't know man, I think this is the best week of football of the year. And it's just me. It's just in a personal opinion. I just love Thanksgiving week when you got NFL on Friday, you got a bunch of college games on or I'm sorry, NFL on Thursday, a bunch of college games on Friday and Saturday, and then you go back to the NFL on Sunday. It's just great. And we have the time most of us have the time off
2: to, to watch it. Well, the the other thing too is it's not just college football; it's it's almost all rivalry games in college football. So exactly. it's like so they're important, and even if they're not important, they're important to your school because you hate whoever you're playing.
3: That's right, and so much on the line.
2: Right. I mean, whether you're contending for a playoff, a league title, or you just hate your rival, there's there's a reason to yeah. be invested in any of
3: them. Right. And and you know what adds to it too? I was just looking here. Our TVs work in the studio now. Yeah, they do. Uh, I love this little. The other thing that makes this a great. I was saying football week a great sports week is just this uh, these smattering of college basketball games that are being played in tournaments like uh, the Maui Invitational and Kansas is at the Bahamas they played this morning and all these little tournaments and you got the PKI stuff uh yep men's and women's uh, starting uh tomorrow here in Portland that'll be on some great games great matchups that adds
2: to it too yeah no i agree i think and and the fact that those they basketball specifically seems to embrace those holidays as a chance to put games on at all times of day when basketball seems like it's more typically just an evening sport. Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. Let's just throw that into time slots where we don't have football.
2: Right. Be- and, but we also know people are home and would watch. Yes. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Now, I'm going to let Potter hijack this segment. Um, he just texted me something, and I hadn't really thought about it because I just think there's still a lot of football left. I just, I, I, I've just tried, and I hope I hope you guys appreciate... I have tried to minimize the, well, what if this team does this and and this team loses and then this team wins and then that team loses and then they're in the playoff, all these scenarios. On one hand, it's kind of fun to debate. On the other hand, it's obnoxious and we shouldn't do too much of it because we still got to let the games play out and it might just all work out. So I do try to minimize these. However, as it pertains to Oregon, he was just texting me and he said, it's actually not that far-fetched that Oregon gets into the college football playoff.
2: Hmm. Color me intrigued.
3: So, Georgia, you need Georgia to beat LSU. you got to get LSU out of it. Of course. Uh, highly plausible that that happens.
2: You beat USC, and that takes care of that.
3: Well, you got to beat Oregon State. For This is what well, I'm saying. You, I
2: mean, this is all predicated this on Oregon winning, winning the next two. Right, which I think is going to be very difficult to do. But
3: let's have a little fun
2: on a Wednesday. So, the other dominoes that have to fall.
3: Yeah. So, it's Georgia they got to win and be in the tournament. He's putting Ohio State and Michigan in. Okay, so even the loser of that one okay. loss, let's just put him in. Okay. The only things you would need after that are TCU to lose in the Big 12 championship to Kansas State, which is, which is plausible. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas State is the favorite in that game. And you need Clemson to lose to North Carolina. Possible. Very possible. Yeah. At that point, Oregon is a Pac-12 champ. Now, they are a two-loss champ, but Alabama is two losses, but they are a non-
2: And they're not a conference champ. champ, And you already have that conference represented.
3: And you have TCU with one loss, but they didn't win their league. Right. So it's not, I mean, he's right. It's not that far-fetched, man. That's not that crazy. No. So you need three things. You need need Georgia to knock LSU out or maybe Texas A&M to beat LSU this week.
2: Because I'm trying to think of who has the best argument besides Oregon for the number four spot, if all that happens, and it is TCU, I think, because they only have the one loss, but they will have just lost and they had and not league. won their league.
3: That's right. And I think I think we are vastly underestimating if Oregon beats USC, how big that win is.
2: Oh, it's gonna be yeah, it'd be massive. There, especially are, if USC beats Notre Dame this week.
3: Exactly. It, it, people and the win over Oregon State, the people are going to view Oregon so much better if they rattle off the next two. Oh yeah. We're forgetting that part of it. It's like, whoa. Because it's always a what have you done for me lately Mm -hmm. type of thing and you look at that and go, TCU just lost, like you said, but they didn't win the championship. So I do feel like the committee favors conference champions, no question. And that would be Oregon over Alabama or TCU. And then um, you know that even leaves room for a team that didn't win their league to get in. And that's the Ohio State-Michigan loser. Right. So it's not crazy. You need the three things. You need Georgia to beat LSU, you need Clemson to lose to North Carolina, and you need TCU to get uh to get upset by or to, to lose to in the Big Twelve title game.
2: Well, we have some things to cheer for, don't we?
3: Well, if you're a duck fan, you do. Um The other thing, well, Ohio State, Michigan first of all, let's just talk about that game. Yeah. How great is that? Pretty great. Although something tells me, and this uh may be a little precursor for ropping the bank a little bit later. Uh oh. <laughs> I think Michigan's a little overrated. Hmm. I think they're overrated because of their schedule.
2: Now is also the other big thing, and I don't know the is is their running back, Blake Corum, is he healthy? He's not healthy. Or is he going to play? That we don't know. Hmm.
3: And the Buckeyes are pretty banged up on offense, too. They They are, but Michigan,
2: I don't think they can do I don't think they can contend with they don't have him.
3: The way I view this game is that, first of all, don't think that that game can't be a double-digit game. It was last year. Michigan was just better. One of the teams is just better. The other thing is, um, I feel like Ohio State's defense, you know, I was looking at some numbers today. Michigan has the number one defense in the country, but I and, and they're always very good defensively, but some of that is schedule. Look at their schedule. Ohio State is a top-10 defense, and they have a top-15 defense. Uh, run defense, and so I think it comes down to quarterback. When you look at that game, CJ Stroud against this uh, Michigan kid whose name escapes me, I think that kid's going to have a lot of trouble. If Michigan's going to have to run the ball. and If they don't, and Ohio State stops the Michigan run, I think that one could get a little
2: that one could get a little ugly. It could. It doesn't feel like, yeah, it just doesn't really feel like Michigan has really been tested. I mean, I know that they they were against Illinois, but they haven't had to. Who's yeah. the best team they've played? Is it Illinois? Maybe. Um, they played.
3: Se- I read that they've played seven of the 35 worst offenses in the country. Yikes. Seven. So, of course, they're ranked number one. Let's in- take nothing away from Michigan. I don't know. I think that one's poised for Ohio State to to come out looking pretty damn good and prove that they are right up there with Georgia. Yeah, their non-conference
2: schedule was Colorado State, Hawaii, and Yukon. Yeah, I mean, come on. Oh, they beat Penn State, and Penn there State was go. number 10. That's so uh, they
3: one. have one ranked win.
2: Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah, see, I, I feel like Ohio State's going to prove it. And then you have Notre Dame-USC, which mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of Notre Dame because they lost to Marshall and they lost to Stanford, but they hammered Clemson and they, they won at North Carolina. Yeah. Boy, what does that tell you about the ACC? Dude, that team, the team that lost to Stanford, I want you to remember how bad Stanford is. I'm going to need you to think about that for a second. They are 1-8 in the league, Stanford. Yep. The team that lost to them, Beat the two teams that will be playing in the ACC title game.
2: Wow! And
3: they and they hammered one of them. Wow, Clemson. So you and then USC is weird because I mean they're number one in the country in turnovers. They they just they got four more last weekend from DTR. Yeah, they they almost get two turn plus two turnovers a game. It's like the number is like plus one point eight. It's crazy. They're number one in college football in turnovers, and Caleb Williams is awesome, and the offense is awesome. Um so it's it's that game I I, I don't know man I, I I almost feel like every game USC is going to play is going to be just a shootout.
2: Yeah, and I mean I I think that I do think that Notre Dame was not as bad as we saw early in, in the year and they probably aren't quite as good as some of the impressive feats they've pulled off recently and I don't know what to make of them because their schedule is always so all over the place but Marcus Freeman's a defensive guy and if he can slow USC down at all. I think you're going to have a game.
3: Yeah. Something tells me that'll be a good one.
2: Six point spread, I think USC's yeah, favorite. Six.
3: And then you have so you have three game, three huge games where ranked teams square off. Now there is a fourth one and that's NC State and North Carolina, but who cares about that? Oregon State, Oregon is is actually the other one. So you've got Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, USC, and Oregon State, Oregon, as the three games where ranked teams are playing each other, and then NC State, uh, North Carolina. And, of course, the Oregon State-Oregon game, which, whatever we call it these days, all hinges on, I would think, entirely hinges on the health of Bo Nix. Yes. So I don't know how confident we are. He'll be better. He should be somewhat better than last week, so we'll we'll see. But it's a great sports weekend, and we have three games tomorrow in the NFL. Buffalo's playing Detroit, which is kind of a fun matchup. Normally the Lions on Thanksgiving, it's like, oh, man, we we got to just kind of stomach it. But they get, they get one of the better teams in football, and they've won three in a row. And the it's streaking like, Dan Campbell yes, Lions.
2: Kind of like, I kind of want to watch that.
3: And these suddenly flailing Bills. Right. We get Giants-Cowboys. Okay. Good game, NFC East. And Patriots-Vikings. Weird game, but oddly intriguing. So it's a great week. It's a great week and a weekend uh, in football. Now, yesterday I was being made fun of because I was like, Iowa is going to win it all. And no, I'm not talking about basketball. I'm talking about football. Definitive proof that Iowa has a path. Next. It's 347 on the fan. So you're talking about what time you eat for Thanksgiving. Very important decision. What, uh, what about decorating for Christmas? When do we decorate? Now, I know you're, a, you're an anti-Christmas uh, before Thanksgiving guy.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I don't mind if this week people are starting to get stuff up, but what has been kind of chapping me recently is there is a house in my neighborhood Mm. that has, like, terrifying werewolf... Zombie Halloween decorations that like scares people's dogs as they walk by, still hanging up from Halloween. Yeah. And houses adjacent that have their reindeer and their lights up. And I'm like, I, mm. I can't have this clashing of universes.
3: I thought you were going to say the werewolf house has Christmas lights up.
2: No. Which would be. No, they just still have their werewolf up. And yeah. uh, they but had then their
3: other houses have their Christmas lights up. Like
2: other houses across the street and right next door. It's, yeah. uh, it's really something. Mm. Yeah. Mm. As you can tell, we don't have an HOA. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I wanted to pay into an HOA. Might kick
3: in a couple bucks <laughs> to change that. Well, we're we're gonna put up our tree this weekend. I'm, I I hate to tell you that, but
2: well, actually, maybe tomorrow. I no, don't and know. that's that. See, I'm I'm good with this weekend. Once the holiday weekend starts, go for it. But Knock we're yourself a, out.
3: we're a fake tree family now, so we just have to get it out of the garage and put three pieces together, and there you go.
2: I think we will be in a few years, but uh, probably take the kid out to the tree farm for a couple years first.
3: Uh, I have audio. Um... Yesterday, I was uh, joking about Iowa because they may play in the Big Ten Championship. All they have to do is beat Nebraska, and it's going to be the winner of Ohio State-Michigan against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, which is insane. Remember all that crap Iowa got early in the year? And uh, Kurt Ferentz's kid, and they can't, they still can't score, but they just play good defense, and uh, I don't know. Get turnovers. I don't know. I don't even know what they do. I don't watch Iowa.
2: I mean, they've already lost three games. They don't. They don't do that much well. What are they? What are they? Seven and three. I think they're seven and three. Well, you know, they're okay. That's not bad, it, especially when you can't move the ball. Conference championship contending. Good.
3: Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, anyway, um, they have a path to the playoff. I told you. This is from internet.
4: Hi, my name is Lucy, and this is how Iowa makes it to the playoff. One, Iowa needs to beat Nebraska and then beat Ohio State by 50 in the Big Ten Championship game. That's easy. Number two, USC loses twice. That's easy. Number three, the playoff committee decides that they're only counting first half TCU and now TCU is eliminated. Number four, the entire SEC gets disqualified for voter fraud. That just seems like something they would do to me. Number five, Clemson also gets disqualified for voter fraud. Also seems like something that Clemson would do. Number six, the Pac-12, they just eliminate themselves. I'm not worried about that. They will take care of that on their own. They do it every year. Number seven, the playoff committee decides that they aren't watching offense anymore and they're only allowed to watch defense and they have to put Iowa in. And number eight, for good measure, Brian Ferencz gets fired. And with this, we are left with the playoff of Notre Dame. I know, it's unfortunate, but they were going to sneak their way in somehow. Iowa, obviously. Tulane, they were probably going to make it anyways. And then the winner of Army and Navy for patriotism. And I know you're thinking, Lucy, this is impossible. But let me remind you, through God, all things are possible.
1: (laughs) I love Lucy. Look at
3: Lucy. Look at him dreaming in Iowa. That's great. We all we got to do is beat the first thing needs to happen. Got to beat Nebraska and beat Ohio State by fifty in the Big Ten title game, and that's easy.
2: That's the easy part.
3: (laughs) I found that delightful. Good little comedic
2: bit there from Lucy. I
3: found that delightful. You know, the internet is great. College football internet. Uh, Also saw this real quick. Well, we could do this in our Hump Day Roundup too, but um, we've got so there. Two
2: quarterbacks have been benched, Mm -hmm. as you predicted. By the way. Was that Stockwatch we were it was, talking uh, It was buy or sell. Uh, yeah. Zach Wilson had played his last game as a starter this season. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and I think that, I think, well, I don't know. They may put him back in there because yeah, Salah Sala said they're
2: giving him a reset.
3: Yeah, they he, he, he used that terminology, which makes me think, okay, maybe they can, I mean, they, you know, he is their top draft pick. They may put him back in, but he, for now, has been benched. Um, and there was another quarterback that was benched, and we now know what the Arizona Cardinals coach did in Mexico City to uh, get fired. Yeah, we do. So all of those things we have to talk about in our hump day roundup. Um so since we're up against it I guess I'll I'll push this in there too but I saw there's a uh, a bet. Will any Thanksgiving records be broken tomorrow in the 3 NFL games? And I've got the lit there's 6 of them on here. Okay. I've got the list of the the Thanksgiving record breaking totals. Okay. Um uh, And the juice is on here, by the way. Mm. The juice still holds a Thanksgiving record. So will any of those be broken? We'll get to that as well in our NFL Hump Day Roundup, coming up next on The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.